I mean, I never really saw myself as a doc filmmaker. I, and I, I felt like I structured our film and my other films like with a narrative structure. And that's part of the reason they resonated. Uh, but I think, you know, with a narrative, you know, it's, it's someone's imagination usually of a story or a recreation, or it's, it's much more of an artistic expression. I think with, with documentary, it really is in service of the subject. Like you're really trying to, to show whatever it is in a way that makes sense and that resonates with people, you know? So I think there's, there's that difference, you know, and a narrative can be just for the sake of art. Um, but a documentary is really meant to, you know, inform and inspire, you know? <laughs> Hi, I'm Chris Whiteout. Welcome to Living It, the podcast where we join experts in the experience of being human. Be bold, say yes to adventure, say yes to living it. Hello and welcome to Chris Waddell Living It, where we talk with experts in the experience of being human. Today, we have the pleasure of talking with a great friend, Amanda Stoddard, who is a scrappy filmmaker with a keen sense for story. Amanda is an Emmy award-winning director and producer. She won for Quiet Heroes, which premiered at Sundance Film Festival, received a Glad Media Award nomination and a Daytime Emmy. Her last film, uh, no Crime and Sin has won several awards and was instrumental in starting a movement to report sexual abuse within the Mormon church, which is a big deal. I know her better for a film that she and I did together, my film, her film of One Revolution, where I climbed to the top of Mount Kilimanjaro. Amanda, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Chris. This is, fun. this is always fun. So this is this is actually, as we were saying before we started, this is a role reversal. I think you have interviewed me a whole lot more. Are you nervous that I actually get a chance to interview you now? Yes, I am. I am. You know, I choose to be on the other side of the camera for a reason. So. <laughs> Why did you actually go into filmmaking? How did that work? I always loved stories and I, you know, I was like the kid that was like putting on plays, you know, and you know, the parents had to watch the plays all the time. Uh, and you know, if I had to choose a project to do for school, it was always like some sort of like performance project. Uh, and I, I was in an acting group uh, and I started out thinking acting was what I wanted to do. And then we started writing for that group. And I was, I, I was just turned on by the idea that I could, like be in control of like the light and the sound and the music and the words and the performance. And so I just, I, I just got just enchanted by this idea of like this art form that incorporated so many other art forms. I didn't know that like you have to, you can't do it on your own. <laughs> you, you can't do all of those things. And it's probably better if you don't, um, you know, so I had to learn what it, collaborative process it is and I think that's what I like most about it now um but yeah it was just kind of like searching for uh you know something that 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 incorporated all of these things and then I started taking film classes and I noticed how few women there were in those classes and I was like well this is the place I need to be and I can have some some influence 
And was it the storytelling part that kind of got you into it? Like, is it is it the story that's the most important part of the whole thing? But then you're talking about the collaborative part where you're bringing in the mm -hmm. lights, the camera, the, you know, the set, whatever. But what's the what's the part that captures you? What's the part that you need to communicate? Wow, I think I, I probably had a lot to say when I was younger. I I feel like there's, you know, you get a few moments when you're making a film where you feel like something is really right and something really works. Or you, um, on our on our film, there was a night I woke up in the middle of the night and I knew how to make the beginning of the film. And I just sat down and started editing at, you know, three in the morning. And it's like those those little moments when you know you found the right thing, that's what I look for now. Um, and you can find those in stories. And you know when a story is working and um, coming together and, and saying something in a new way, and it's gonna be meaningful to other people because it's meaningful to me. And so I, 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 I love that process. And it's, it's being a part of this higher, in the service of this higher power of, of story, you know, like we're gonna do whatever we can to make sure that the story works and that the story is right. So those, yeah, that's, those are two things I love most about it. So the, the pieces, the pieces coming together to create that moment, are you, it's funny because when, when you first started talking about it, you wanted to be in control of everything. Yeah. Yeah. But then you also talk about like the beginning of the story, the beginning of the film of our film came to, came to you in a moment. So yeah. it's, I mean, some of it's like these artists talk about like, being you know being more of a conduit oftentimes right. to like like getting out of the way is, is that some of how it works for you is that some of what's kind of cool I mean I don't know where it comes from but it's one of those things that doesn't come from yourself and I think when you really when it's really right that it is like this inspiration and it's divine in a lot of ways you know it's not it's not from from any one of us, you know, it's from something, something else. And I don't know what that is, if that's just like our human experience or, um, you know, something else, but it's for me, like, that's, I really, I do believe that that probably is my church, you know, um, you know, yeah, that, that process. Yeah. If you're trying to do something and you want to be really good at it, the first thing of guidance would be like well try harder mm -hmm. but trying harder doesn't necessarily fit with this creative process in some ways how do you reconcile that it's not like reconciling it it's not something you can force but it is something you can prepare for and it is something that you have to go to work for you know like it's that thing of, of showing up and you have to be in a space where you're actively working on something and having your mind, you know, work on it for you in order to get to that, that level of, you know, inspiration. I think that's why we worked so well together on One Revolution is it was sort of that, that search for, you know, you through athleticism and me through making the story, we were both kind of looking for for that that transcendence and that little piece you know and i was really interested in someone who did that you know through a physical means you know as a person who lives in like the world of the mind um and i think you were 
you were interested in the other piece of it, the story piece of it and how to, how to build that. I, I do think that, that, that you have to work for that transcendence. You have to practice, you have to prepare yourself and you have to, sh to show up every day and, and, and try to do something, even if it's garbage. I mean, to a certain extent, you're telling your story as well. I mean, you are the prism yeah. through which you're, you're seeing what's happening yeah. on, this, on the screen. But at the end of the day, you know, like you're the one that has to live with it. Like I can go on and make other projects about totally different stories, different things, but you're always going to be responsible for that story and you're, and the, the keeper of it, you know, and um, question about it. And it's, it's, so I think it's important that I think it, it was important that it was a collaborative process and that we worked together to, um, to hash out, you know, the, the ideas that went into it. And I mean, a lot of it was just down to you being willing to show yourself as you were, you know, we didn't really, sh we didn't make up a lot. We didn't change a lot. It really was what happened. Um, and it was, it was, it was heartbreaking, you know, in some ways it's points and in other ways, a triumph, you know, and, but it wasn't, none, none of that, none of that changed. We just showed what happened and, and you being okay with showing that I think was one of the, the big breakthroughs that we had toward the end after it was like, it was sort of like put, put together, you know, I think it was a, I mean, I guess it's a question for you, but um, I, I felt like there had, like there was a, there was a process of you coming to terms with your story um, and then seeing the film and, and understanding it from the, that third party, <laughs> you know, being able to see it. No, I think, I mean, I think that really for me, you helped me in a lot of ways. I mean, you helped me because the vulnerability was something that I think that, I think, it, I think it really was at the heart of why I wanted to do the whole project, to yeah. start from the beginning, to, to climb Kilimanjaro, to tell people, hey, come watch this with the realization that it could be an abject failure. Right. You know, right. and like, and, and I'm telling all these people to come watch it. And, and so I'm potentially telling people to come watch me fail, which yeah. seems like a really bad idea, but that, that vulnerability and working through the, the vulnerability and, 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 and revealing the vulnerability. I mean, there's a, there's a part of it that is, you know, is like, you can say you want to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. But it's not necessarily, you know, it's sometimes you need help in getting there. And, and it's really, I mean, there, there are a couple of different things that I look at and where, I mean, I think that in some ways we became in sync. I remember you showing me the, uh, the clip of me talking to Dave in the crater. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and you had seen this and had sat on it for a while Mm -hmm. and, and you said to me, well, we, we don't have to have this in the film. And, and, and for me, it's kind of funny because I had been working, like we hadn't been working kind of closely together on that. You had looked at that and said, you know, this is the moment. Mm -hmm. and, and, and concurrently, but separately, I had been working on the same thing and, you know, essentially telling that story. And, and when you showed it to me, I was like, oh, okay, that seems like, 
that's actually really very similar to what I had said before. But yet, in some ways, it's just like this idea of like, okay, the cameras are rolling, which the cameras were rolling all the time, right? I mean, this is this is how you desensitize me is the cameras are rolling. But it, but in some ways, it seems like that invasion of, of privacy. Well, it was because in the m- moment I, I, had, I had decided like a long time ago and, and before we were doing this project that I wouldn't roll cameras without someone knowing um, because I feel like that's unfair as a documentarian and, and ethically wrong. Uh, and I, I, I don't think, I, I just don't think you should do that. And, and so at that moment you had asked me to step away because I wanted to have a conversation with you on camera. Oh, like right as I came down off the, uh, in, into the crater. Right before you talked to Dave, right before you talked to Dave. And, and I, and I said something like, Chris, you agreed to this. You said, you know, you agreed to this and you were like, no, 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 I need to talk to Dave. And I turned around and I, I, I told Patrick to roll the cameras, but you, that was the one moment where you specifically sort of asked us not to, to, I don't know if you said, don't shoot this, but I don't think you did, but you actually asked us to go away. No, I think it's, I think it's in the film actually, that yeah. it's, that it's, that it's one of those, like, I think I need a moment right now or something like that. Yeah. In the something film. Like that. Yeah. And I, I went over and sat down next to Patrick and rolled on it and it's we're we're pretty far away um so we uh yeah so I always felt a little weird about it because at that moment you didn't know that the cameras were rolling and I and it's a pretty private moment you know um and I wanted yeah so I did I did I did I I knew I was going to use it um (laughs) But I had to like, I stuffed it away until we were like far enough down the the road on the film that the film was almost done. It just needed this one little thing. And hey, we have this moment, you know? So I kind of, I mean, I strategized that, but um, (laughs) yeah, it's, I I held on to it as as long as I could, um, you know? And then you were, you were so thankful. You were like, that's, that's perfect captures what happened I'm so glad you got that yeah no I mean it was it was it would have been disappointing not to have that moment yeah which is which is putting you in the hard place as the director right because because you have to make that decision with almost like the with with uh, with with forethought and with with hindsight all at the same time right that was the only time you ever asked me not to roll on something though. Like that was, yeah, that was the only, that was the only time we ever, we ever got into that. And that was the moment where I actually saw you at your most, like yeah. most unguarded, I think in the time that, that we were doing that. And, and I'm glad it's there. It's so funny to watch the movie though, for me as well, because, because I mean, like I could give you like, <laughs> cause I watched the movie and I mean, how many times have I seen this movie? I mean, 30, plus times or something like that like in a theater and then and then whatever we saw in terms of editing and all of those things and it's funny because I each time I watch it I get to the same point where it's getting to the point where the audience is like okay now we've reached the point and I'm thinking we need to speed this up like this is (laughs) this is taking way too much time and I'm sure that that's just entirely personal it's like okay 
All right. <laughs> so it's really, it's, I, I laugh at myself each time I think that. I'm like, yes, you're being ridiculous, but it's what I think each time. I, I yeah, I cannot watch the movie in the theater with the audience. I, I used I used to, like when I did like short films in college and stuff, but I can't, I can't do it anymore. It's just too, it's too much for me. And I, I feel like I did my part by the time it gets there. And if I, I should let them enjoy it the way they want to enjoy it sort of. Um, So I don't do that. So the nice thing is now, now when I do see it, I'm like, oh man, that's, that's not half bad, you know? (laughs) We did a pretty good job. I'm into this, you know? You can see it with that fresh, fresh face that those fresh eyes and it's you're like oh man we 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 did did a good job (laughs) it is it it is really interesting because you look at i mean because you said early on that you'd never done something on this scale Mm -hmm. and having not done anything on this scale this is in this industry this is how you get to do things is by actually doing something Mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. somebody might actually hire you to do it. It's a, I mean, it's a, it's a really difficult industry where you graduate from school and go, great. Okay. So somebody's going to give me a job. And I was like, yeah, a job getting coffee or whatever, or, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's really hard. What was that part like? Because we had to make a lot of sacrifices. I mean, this is sort of the romantic side of like making mm-hmm. a film of like, oh, well you sacrifice everything in the hope that it's going to be the thing that catapults you into the next thing. Mm-hmm. But that's that's not always the way it works out. Because it was also the recession, you know, like it was right, it was during the, the recession. And so um, like it was in this, like I was out of, like when we started the project, I was out of work because my company had just shut down that I, I was working at. Um, and so it was kind of like, yeah, I got time. <laughs> let's, let's do it. Um, it, you know, and the, so there was there was this real struggle. I mean, I think we would be in such a different place if we were to try again. Like, um, you know, it, it just I mean, it was just such a struggle. Like, it, there was no money to go around. You know, like it, it was really hard for you to raise money. Um, I, you know, I was living on nothing, you know, <laughs> I had like, a, you know, my apartment, my rent was pretty cheap. So that was nice, you know, but we made, we both made a lot of, a lot of sacrifices, you know, um, and, and, and to your credit, like you, like anytime I said, I really needed something, you made it happen, you know, and I know that you didn't have anything to go around at that time either, you know, but every time I asked, um, like, you know, we have to get, you know, Ryan in here to help with the edit, you know, for a few weeks or, you know, anytime I asked for anything, like you made it happen. Um, that's not something I could do anymore, but it's really the only way you can, be a director you know like I don't know how you become a director without um making those you know like making your own projects uh you know because it's one of being the director is like one of those things um everybody thinks they can do 
And uh, because you know, everybody's seen a movie, they feel like they're all directors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I mean, like people come up, you know, I get this thing all the time where people are like, "We should make a doc. We should we should make a documentary about blah blah blah." And you're like, "Okay, we should. Okay, let let's do that. What should what should we do? You know?" <laughs> and then it like you know we talk about it, and basically they want me to like do all the work. <laughs> and then at some point somebody says, and it's not me, they're like, you know, and you know, I think I really should be the one directing this. <laughs> You're just like, do you want me to do all the work for you to have your, you know? No, no thanks. <laughs> as a teacher, because you taught as well, people yeah. who are going to go into this position, what was, what do you tell them? Like, what's the, what's the wisdom that you share as they're embarking? Because part of it is also like, as you're embarking on this, there has to be a bit of naivete in order okay. to, yeah. in order to get yeah. into it. Like, if you yeah. know everything, you're like, that sounds yeah. absolutely crazy. Why would I want to do it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, first, the first thing I tell anybody is like, if you can do anything else, you should do that. Like, I wasn't good at anything else. <laughs> this is what writers say as well, right? I mean, so many writers say exactly that, you know, and you look at it, there's such glamorous kind of, kind of roles within our society, but yet this is the message that you're telling them. That balance, that ledger in some ways is, is it the only thing that I can do or is it the only thing that my heart is connected to what I'm doing so that I will do it well? So the flip side of this, I mean, you've told us, you told me why you would tell students not to do it. Why would you encourage students to go into it? When you get it right, you there's that real feeling of, of accomplishment and you're creating something that, that, you know, can go beyond yourself. You know, if you, if you do it in a way, like I try to do it in a way where I'm, I'm learning myself and I'm, um, and I do what I'm interested in. So I look, I try to make the film interesting to myself. And then you hope that it resonates with somebody else, you know, and, and it does like one revolution has touched a lot of people. Um, it's changed, you know, people's minds about, about things that they, you know, assumptions that they had about things. Um, you know, people watch it and they, there's like not a dry eye in the house when you get to that top part of the mountain, you know, like that's really special to create something that resonates with people in, in that way. I mean, and unifies quite, people. Yeah. Yeah. Quiet Heroes was, was similar in that I was really proud of that was a story of like, like resilience as, as well, you know, and, and what those women did and telling, telling a story of exceptional people. Kristen and Maggie, uh, Kristen Reese and Maggie Snyder were, um, they were the only medical team really to treat HIV and AIDS patients in the 80s and 90s um, and early aughts between like Denver and Las Vegas, basically, um, based in Salt Lake. So they dealt with a lot of stigma, um, and they worked with the nuns of the Holy Cross Hospital uh, to create this beautiful, like, like safe space uh, for people to receive treatment. Um, and I'm not the only director on that film. I came in uh, late on the project, um, so I'm, you know, I was there for the the shaping of the story. Um, but it was it was like that was another project that was just really wonderful to be a part of and to 
to see this this story come together and have it mean something to so many people, you know, in such a such a beautiful way. They these women just like they're just the they're just these incredible people that just exude this this love, you know, <laughs> and um, you know it was like I don't know that that is another project that I'm really proud to have been a part of um, because I I do feel like it was one another story that lifts people up and is positive and people walk out of the theater with that with that feeling of um, empowerment you know that maybe they can can try something you know so. what's the role of independent documentary I feel like it, it really is to to find and lift up stories um I I don't know because it might you know might not always be you know positive but um I think it's to tell us about something that we don't know in a way that we can get we can understand it better than you would if it was a news show or something like that. And I guess that maybe comes down to building empathy. You know, if if you can live in a hut with somebody or you can be, you know, in your case, you know, we can be on the mountain with you. Um, it really does create a, a sense of, of empathy. And I, I think that's probably probably the most valuable thing that independent docs can can do for the world. How did how is it different from like a narrative film in that respect in terms of objective? The thing is, I never really thought they were that different. I mean, I never really saw myself as a doc filmmaker. I, I and I I felt like I structured our film and my other films like with a narrative structure, and that's part of the reason they resonated. Uh, but I think you know, with a narrative. You know, it's it's someone's imagination usually of the story or a recreation, or it's it's much more of an artistic expression. I think with with documentary, it really is in service of the subject. Like you're really trying to to show whatever it is in a way that makes sense and that resonates with people. You know, so I think there's there's that difference. You know, a, a narrative can be just for the sake of art. Um, but a documentary is really meant to, you know, inform and inspire, you know? <laughs> I mean, the hope is, is always that you're telling a story in the best way to tell mm -hmm. a story. Mm -hmm. But one of the hard parts for documentary is that you don't always have all the pieces of the story uh -huh. you want to tell. And then you have to figure out how to tell that story without necessarily having what could be an essential piece or something. And <laughs> this am I causing anxiety now? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you know. <clears throat> I mean, I think when we finish one revolution, like you had such a great response, and um, you know, since then, like there have been projects that have had to abandon. Um, you know, like ideas that get abandoned, you know, that sort of thing. Things that you like maybe shot, you know, or that you know could be something and then they end up not being something. So it's a it's really a big gamble. Um, you know, that doesn't always that doesn't always work out. And that's not something I thought when I 
started making films, I, I always thought like you just, you finish and like, that's what matters that you finish your films. But sometimes if you might have to, there are times when you have to pull the plug if it's not, if it's not working um, or it's not, not serving you. Like it's so hard to make a doc film, a doc project that if you're not completely invested in the subject, then it's not going to succeed because you event you can't sustain that interest and you can't sustain you can't really do what you need to do to to get it done and i mean I, i've worked on like projects that have really broken my heart and taken a toll on me emotionally um that i you know eventually you just can't can't sustain that when do you know that you have the story. I mean, because it, it, it's like looking at it at a at an independent doc, is there is there a part of it like there's the hook and you're like, okay, that's interesting. I mean, there's the point in a film three quarters of a way through where the character finds out that the thing that they wanted is not the thing that they needed, right? And I feel like that's kind of the moment that you need to make a, to make any film work, documentary included. Sure. Um, and so for me, it's always when you have that moment figured out uh, and you can see it sometimes when you're shooting, you know, like we knew, we knew when, when we got to the top, you know, to 19,000 feet at Kilimanjaro and there was drama, there was conflict and you didn't get exactly what you wanted. Um, we knew well, that, that actually happened lower though. I mean, this oh. is the this is the moment like after after I got carried not to give away the whole movie because people should definitely go and watch the movie. Yeah. But where where I was crushed and yeah. and you yeah. were less crushed because because you had I was a story. really sad for you. I was really sad. For no, you. no, I, I understand that. Yes, I no, no. And, and yeah, not diminishing that by any means, but th but there I, are two I sides, right? Yeah, I knew at that moment that we had a story. I mean, it's just like anything, you have to have any story, you have to have drama, you know, and there has to be conflict. If you were to get what you wanted the whole time, that would not be dramatic, right. you know? And so it's, it's, it's that push and pull. That's why, you know, when you get approached to do a project and they're like, uh, but you're gonna be with our, you know, group the whole time and you're gonna film what they're doing. Well, that's not, like where's the drama <laughs> you know like that that's propaganda right i'm gonna go make a, a promotional video for you and we're gonna call yes, it a documentary yeah. um because i don't have you know the control that i need to to tell the other side of the story so i think it's it's like when you know that that there is inherent conflict within the film i mean with quiet heroes we knew we had it because of of the push and pull between um I mean, there was there were so many layers of conflict, push and pull between the church and and the doc, the team and, you know, what was going on in Salt Lake at that time and their struggled. And then they get kicked out of the, you know, the Holy Cross Hospital. And it, I mean, not kicked out. They weren't kicked out, but, um, you know, had to completely change, um, you know, their 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 operation. And it's it's like when you when you can see that that there are these pieces that are going to pull together that's when you know you have a film uh, yeah but anytime it's just one side of the story you, it's not really it's to me it's not interesting no i mean because there is there isn't any of that conflict i mean essentially that's why we go 
to watch a film. That's why we read a book. Like what's the, what's the conflict? And, and hopefully we can see ourselves in that conflict, right? I mean, that's the, the, assume the role of the protagonist. What about getting into some of these, some of these subjects, some of the subject matter that is super controversial, like, like sexual abuse within the Mormon church and, you know, being from Salt Lake City, uh, having grown up Mormon, uh, what, how does that work as a filmmaker? Is it like, this is a story that has to be told? How does it work personally, though? Um, It was really, it was really difficult, personally. Um, It, it was, I mean, it's, it's difficult. With that film, once we had made sort of the promise to Christy, the subject of the film, that we were going to tell her story, um, I felt an obligation to, to, to finish that and to make sure that we told it in the most complete way that we could. Um, and that film, I mean, it has, it has issues because of, of that, because it's, it's such a harder subject and, um, it was difficult to make and difficult for people to, to want, want to watch, you know, um, but I, I did feel like it was important uh, and it did put me like in a really awkward position. It's, you know, the one movie premiere my parents weren't at, you know, but I, I felt like it was important um, to tell that story. And I felt um, that what was happening was, was wrong. And, you know, we went down the road on it and you hear so many people coming forward and saying, I went to my bishop and reported this and I was, you know, either, you know, a bay faced, you know, reprimand or, you know, like, like they were, you know, pushed aside and um, just time after time when those, I felt like those crimes should have been reported to police. So you sort of like get this idea that there's a higher, higher purpose, even though it's not what you want it to be. (laughs) Well, there are a lot of people who don't have a voice, right? And it's, and it's obviously not just the Mormon church. There are a variety of churches that have had the issues. There are a variety of of schools, there are a variety of teams uh, where, where people in authority have, have taken advantage of Mm -hmm. people who, who are Mm -hmm. essentially in a position to trust them. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's interesting to look at sort of sort of the role of of an artist in a lot of ways is to is to kind of you know to to peel back you know peel back the onion or to or to to open the curtain or whatever and and kind of reveal things in a, which mm-hmm. which which goes both ways too right you know because because as the artist you're revealing that but then you're also revealing essentially your story of how you think things should should be you know so I'm sure that it comes back on you that that's got to be hard at times where it's like you know where where you've got a god complex or something like that you know and it's like and I mean there's so many battles that you have to fight how do you because because you've chosen a profession where you get to fight a lot of battles yeah like the fighting the battles or how do you how do you keep yourself going 
you know, with that, with that project, we felt like, uh, you know, Jared and I, the, um, the team that, that worked on it, like it was that it was really important to tell that story. I don't know. I would find another way to, to enter a, a story like that again, because it was really, it was, it was really difficult. And I feel like that film didn't, I, I mean, we, we finished a 40 minute short. <laughs> So it's sort of like was this film that was neither here nor there it wasn't a short and it wasn't a feature. Um, and so like that was a disservice, I think, to that film. And if I were to go back, I would make it one or the other. Um, uh, and I I think that that fight is is, you know, I always I always feel like I'm. I was drawn, part of the reason I was drawn to film is because it made me so nervous and it made me so anxious whenever I had to do something related to it. Um, you know, and I, I remember sitting in a film class and watching some kids walk in with like shirts that said crew on the back. And I was like, those jerks, you know, look at them, you know, with their shirts. And I, I realized that- Hold on, I don't get that. What, what, what is the- I was mad that they were like, like wearing shirts that said crew, like why did they have to announce that they just like worked on a thing and they're working on stuff, you know? I was like, I was super jealous. Um, <laughs> okay, but, which, but is, it, which is so realistic and so honest, this is the- <laughs> But what it what I what I what I what I learned from that is like after unpacking it for a minute, like why was I so angry about their shirts? I was like, oh, because I want I want one of those shirts, you know. <laughs> And, and so I've always been drawn, you know, led by um, this sense of like, you know, what am I afraid of? You know, if something raises those feelings of jealousy, then I know it's something I want, you know, like, like, like paying attention to those indicators, you know, so that I know what I, what I want and, and everything about film scares me. I, it still does. I still get really nervous about stuff. Like I, like I said, I don't watch the movies with the audiences anymore just because it's, it's, that's too much for me, you know, um, just everything about it lets me know that it's, that it's scared. And like, I, and the thing about being led by that feeling is also you're waiting for it. So like right now, I'm not really working on a project, you know, <laughs> and I'm kind of like waiting to see like when I feel that, that, that fear, that like feeling of, you know, like, oh, that will be really big or that, you know, something scary. Uh, and I haven't found it yet, um, but I'm always kind of looking for that. So I guess that's, that's the thing that kind of like the, yeah, that's the compass I use. Well, which is an interesting thing because they often say that that's the way that things work when you're like, when you're telling your story or when you're writing something like that thing that makes you scared that you've written mm -hmm. it is really the thing that you have to go to mm -hmm. and go okay that's that that's yeah. we we've unearthed yeah. like the kernel of you know of whatever and that's that's the that's the challenge but in but in in yeah. documentary film so it sounds like for you that's in getting into this project Mm -hmm. Because oftentimes when you're behind the camera, when you're directing, when you're editing, you're still telling someone else's story. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like the, the, the fear for you happens more at the beginning of like, okay, 
this is this is the thing and I can bring my skills to it. Is, am I getting that correctly? Sort of, but I'm I'm also very much a, like uh, like Ryan called me a tinkerer, a tinkerer. Um, like I, I'll I'll work and work and work on something until I get it right, um, which makes it makes it really difficult because I'll you know this I'll always work on something right to the last minute um, just because I I can you know <laughs> and I, I I do and and I think that that fear thing comes in there like when you're trying to to find the story you know it's like the 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 fear that it it won't that it won't be successful, that it will be successful, that you won't figure it out, that everyone will laugh at you. <laughs> you know, like there's there's all of that stuff, and that 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 kind of like pushes me, I think, through that that hurdle, which I think in documentary is much bigger than the shooting stuff because it's it's fun to shoot stuff, but it's really hard to finish stuff. It's like post is really hard with documentary. Um, yeah, I can relate to that in some way. I mean, people ask me still, like I still do like some of these little, like I'm going to Vail this weekend and and I will do this little fundraise, you know, yeah. it's part of the fundraiser and people are like, do you get nervous there? And I'm like, yes, I still get nervous. You know, it's like, and and like, I, mean, I don't know, I've spoken on stage literally yeah. thousands of times now. Yeah. You know, do yeah. you still get nervous? I'm like, yes, because that that's when it, when it matters, you know, I'd, I'd be disappointed in myself if I didn't get nervous. And for you, it sounds like it's the same kind of thing of like, it's there. And now do I have the ability to make it happen? Yeah. 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 Do I, can I find this? Yeah. Can I make it work? I mean, and I, I think this, the other side is that is if you didn't have that like little voice, you know, if you ever did get fully comfortable doing the thing, then it's probably time to do something else. You know, like I, I think you get a, a little bit addicted to, to finding that challenge and challenging yourself in, in that way once you start doing it. And um, yeah, it would, it would, it's, it's difficult not, not to, you know? No. Well, you're talking about like in the beginning, you got into, into film because you enjoyed seeing the pieces come together. Right, right. And, and in some ways you have, you have a more practical view, you know, in the beginning, you start with this, this view of like, mm -hmm. of like, oh, I'm going to create this whole thing. Mm -hmm. And, and then it, it becomes in some ways, almost a little bit more blue collar kind of thing. Like I am, I'm, I, I, I'm building this and putting it together. As you've gained these skills, how do you look at like the projects that you've done and where they might bring you in the future? Um, I think, how do I look at the projects that I've done and where they might bring me? Because in a lot of ways, we, we look at, you know, so like the life of an artist, you hope that you're continuing, continuing to um, gain skill, yeah. continuing to gain experience. Yeah. And and continue to grow as you get older to to in some ways, I mean, so many like you hear a lot of like, you yeah. know, about some writers or something like that, where where it's like they've been trying to write the, the same story the whole time. <laughs> right, right. Right. You know, and it's like you're getting closer and closer. Is there a part of that 
Yeah, you started off thinking you're like an auteur and like you're an artist, but I, I'm, I really am a builder at this point in my career and my life. And I kind of need to be in a place where I'm building something and I'm, I'm putting the pieces together. And it's not as, I have let a lot of like that ego go where it needs to, you know, I know best or I'm, you know, I'm much more willing to, to seek out other people um, to, to also be builders on my projects. Um, so I think like in the future, I'd, I'd like to sort of take that and continue to tell like stories of resilience. Um, you know, maybe, you know, it wouldn't always have to be documentary, but if that's, you know, if that's where the opportunity goes. I, I think it's just, I just want to be in a place where I can continue to, to build and, and tell stories. And I think it's, it will probably always be important for me to in some way be getting, you know, whatever, whatever it is inside me um, out, you know, this, you know, this, this sort of whatever it is I'm, I've been working through my whole life, you know, I think that needs to to, to continue to come out through my work. Um, and I, th I think that it always has, but I've, I've tried to do it from the side, you know, by telling other people's stories. Sure. Um, and, and, you know, like, because it's really discouraging. It's really discouraging when you work on your own story and no one likes it. <laughs> or, you know, you, you write this screenplay that you think is amazing and no one likes it. You know, it's much easier to be like, well, I'll just work on this other, other thing. And so I think I haven't really done that where I'm, I'm doing a project that's, that's just for, for me and, and having the confidence to say, you know, no, this, this is my project and I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I, I, I don't do that. I've, I've always tried to like tell stories, but from, from an ang angle where I had, you know, that help and where it was possible, you know? So I think that's, I guess that's kind of where, where if I had like my, my choice of where I would love from that experience of telling those stories to, to lead me, it would be in, to, to have, uh, giving me the framework to, to tell some of my own stories, you know. Which would be great. What, <laughs> it's funny, so you've, I mean, you went through school, you, you've yeah. done some projects, you went back and you taught. So effectively mm -hmm. you were a mentor. Who were your mentors? Who are the people that you look at in your career and said, that's the person that helped me, you know, level up. That's the person that helped me. Mm -hmm you know, mm -hmm. realize who I could be? You know, like I, 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 when I saw Point Break, um, you know, at the end of it, it says directed by Catherine Bigelow. And that was the first time I'd ever seen a woman's name like that big, <laughs> uh, you know, directed by credit on a film about masculinity. Um, and, or not, I don't know, I would, I would say it's not, it's actually a romance maybe, but, um, but like that was was one that I think really inspired me to like to to see that um, it was possible, you know, because up, up to that point, there really there were just so few women filmmakers, um, you know, and um, so I, I think like 
that I, I looked up to her. I think, um, I mean, God, my taste like is like, I love P.T. Anderson's work. Like I, I felt really drawn to that. I, um, you know, there's so many little, little moments in film and I, I'm, I sort of take a lot of different things from a lot of different filmmakers. And I always felt like, you know, that I should, like when I was starting out, I should be competing with Spielberg, <laughs> you know, I, that my, that my classmates and my, <laughs> the people I knew were not my competition. Um, my, my competition was Spielberg, you know, and I, 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 I that's what I, you know, I, I mean, I'm sure it was probably more of a competition to me than him. <laughs> I don't, I'm sure he's feeling the heat. That's for sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's, you know, that's, that's, that was kind of what I pushed towards. I mean, now, um, you know, you start to see the people that you came up with doing great things and you pass that point in your career where you're, jealous you know that they made it there before you did uh and it's 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 really nice to be at this stage in my life where you know some of the mentors I have are 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 seeing the people that I that I came up with succeed you know and you're like okay maybe I can maybe I can try a little bit harder maybe I can <laughs> maybe I can do you know one more thing you know or and it's also just really wonderful to see see that happen and to to know it's possible so I think I think now you know that's those are the the people I, I look to is you see the little wins that you, that your friends make looking back on on our film we had a bit of a festival tour afterwards we won some won some some awards at some of these festivals probably the high point for me was was the one in Colorado Springs though yeah yeah that's the one without any any awards it does not have any awards that is that is yeah. interesting but it was the what was the the women's women's no, the Rocky Mountain Women's Film Festival Rocky Mountain Women's Film yeah. Festival fantastic organization yeah just amazing it really was I mean it was I mean one they they showed it in and it, it, it was it was shown so well. I mean, it looked great. I mean, it, we did we, you guys did a lot of work to make sure that the film looked really good, yeah. and and it looked great. And do you remember that moment of of actually going on stage to do the Q and A after they after they showed our our film? Yeah, I mean, they that was like the first that was like like the first film festival that we headlined like we were like the opener you know like the the we had the, the, the good spot you know it was like Friday night or something and um yeah we we walked out on stage and I Linda uh broke broker broker um I think she was she introduced it she's like I, I couldn't believe you guys <laughs> just, like we were just both just done this is standing ovation and full room you know and we hadn't I, th I think we were both sort of like I think it took a it took a while for both of us to sort of 
accept that we had done something really good you know <laughs> like we didn't it was hard for it like we were always apologizing for it and like oh well you know we, I did this film and you know like we were always like I think that 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 was one of the few moments where it was just kind of like how are these people in this room? <laughs> you know? like, what's this happening? I remember saying to you as they because they standing ovation and they kept clapping and clapping mm -hmm. and clapping. Mm -hmm. and I said to you, I said, do they realize that there's no there's no encore? <laughs> right? Like this is this is it. <laughs> like this is the, they can clap as long as they can, but we don't have any more. We can't show them. Here's some more clips. You know, it's like, <laughs> like we're a band and we do. Oh yeah, you know we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was such a lovely, lovely experience. And they also did that community screening at the Air Force Base, which where we got to show it to a military audience, and I didn't. I didn't realize how much it would it would resonate with with military with vets and the military community, um, and so that that for that other screening was a really special moment for me because it was just like oh you know this this means something to people who are going through something else you know, um, so, yeah yeah and I think that that's probably you start i mean i'm imagining i'm putting words in your mouth at this point but you start with the spark of an idea mm -hmm. and and it's a spark of an idea that really ultimately has to be personal right right to, to start on that journey but then it sort of you know it, it it's it reaches so many more people i mean it goes yeah. from being that spark to being something that 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 really broadens in this in terms yeah. of the spectrum yeah yeah i I think with, with documentary, it's um, it's what interests you about it. You know, it's that spark that kind of like pushes you through is is your curiosity about the subject or you know what 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 you're doing. And for me, with you, I was curious about what athletes do after they retire. Like once you're the best in the world at something, how do you go to not being the best in the world at anything? You know. Um, and, and that was the question that sort of was behind, you know, the film that kind of kept me going through, but it's, yeah, that you do have to have whatever that spark is, but something that's going to get you, get you through from beginning to end. From beginning to end and the tough times along the way, because I mean, I, I've told people numerous times that on the mountain, I never thought of quitting. But in the two years leading up to it, and and I, I think we were so committed afterwards that we didn't have much of a choice. Yeah, yeah, we did. But in the two years leading up to it, there were a lot of times that I thought of quitting. Mm -hmm. And, you know, afterwards, we went from this kind of like team of people as we were as we were getting ready, as we were getting to the, you know, the sexy part, the the climbing the mountain. And then and then then the the okay now we're now we have to tell the story we have to figure out how to tell this and it was i mean, I mean obviously ryan was involved in a variety of other other yeah. people were, were were involved but from sort of that original team we were yeah. kind of carrying the ball yeah it was it was tough i mean we could we 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 could afford ryan for i think like three weeks or something like that <laughs> And then any any got me got me through the, like the initial hump of the edit, um, 
and and he's fast and you like you you know but then it was like a you know a year of of tinkering you know to get the to get it where we wanted it um yeah there were yeah so i i yeah it's i i mean i i think i mean do you think like now going back i mean you wouldn't would you do that again would i do it again i mean this is the this is the question it, it was it was completely different than the way that i've approached anything else yeah. and in a lot of ways it was completely irresponsible yeah i mean it was a huge project it was a really expensive project yeah. <laughs> put a a ton of a ton of money on my personal credit cards mm -hmm. to continue to keep this thing going i mean it was just it was just you know in some ways it's it's, it's the story that we hear that you know it's mm -hmm. like oh well if you believe in something you have to put everything you have and then something into it and and I don't think I'd want to do, I think I'd want to be more strategic. I mean, mm -hmm. also going to Africa is not a cheap endeavor <laughs> by any means, right? Okay. I mean, it's like, so you want to go to Africa, but it, but it's also right. I mean, like you said, the story, the story continues to live. I I even yeah. had somebody just just post on on Instagram today, you know, just like. <laughs> I, th I think, what did he say? It's something along the lines of, I think your lap of Kilimanjaro is, is the most inspirational thing I've seen, you know? And mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, you know? And it's yeah. like, it's, yeah. it's your yeah. point of, you, you reach so many people. And I think that we yeah. were doing that and we continue, and the story continues to, to work to like, mm -hmm. you know, I've, I've spoken to over a thousand schools with, yeah. with this story yeah. and and it's been really impressive just to see the impre the yeah. the the stuff that sticks with kids, you know, the sense of resilience yeah. that that sticks with them. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's it, <laughs> I'm so I'm glad we did it, but yeah, I, I thought it was going to be a six month project. Yeah, it ended up taking like three and a half years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I don't know if I could make that kind of contribution to something again, you know, like where, yeah, yeah. Where it was sweat equity in a lot yeah. of ways, you know, yeah. for the, yeah. for the potential of the future. Yeah. But I mean, no guarantees, you know, like there's, there, there was a lot of trust, you know, in, um, and, you know, and then at a certain point you didn't have anybody else left to make the film. <laughs> like, it was just you and me. Um, but like, you know, there's, there, there's like, a lot of truth in that. Yeah. yeah, there's, there's a lot of, there's so much that goes into making a film. And there were so many, you know, times along the road with, with that, where there was money involved and famous people involved and, you know, up and down and up and down. And then at the end of the day, you know, it's like, well, we just got to finish it, you know? Um, you know, so it's like, there, like, that's, this, there's, there's so much, it's, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that I, I mean, I just, I probably can, I'm not in a place where I can make that kind of sacrifice anymore. Um, but who knows, you know, if it was the right, right thing and I felt passionately about it, probably not. I don't know. I mean, I would do, I, I know a lot more now, <laughs> you know, I would do it in a smarter way. You know, I, I would, I would find a way to do it. And I think the world is in a better place. Like, I think that's, a, that was the main problem with that film is it was just the wrong time for it. Um, 
I think it's a great film. It's just it was in the wrong time. Right. Yeah, we were we were ahead of our time. So this is this is where we can pat ourselves on the back for being geniuses, yeah. right? We were we were ahead of our time. Uh, <laughs> not not that we really did that, <laughs> but I, I think the biggest perspective that comes out of it is that climbing a mountain, doing a film, finishing a film, it, it sounds like. It, it sounds like the the idea of finishing. It sounds like a a finish line, and I think that that's where the perspective for me has changed. In that you think, well, if we do this, then everything will be transformed, and you assume everything will be transformed for the better. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's not recognizing. I mean, that's what you know. I, I often I was I did something the other day, and I was I was telling something that was like the. The euphoria of making making it to the top of the mountain landed uh, lasted until I landed <laughs> back on U.S. Soil, soil, and I'm like, oh no, now we're in huge trouble. Like, how do we, how do we, how do we move forward from here? You, it's it's just like that thing where you you you'd never, it's never what you think it is, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you, you, you can get the thing that you wanted most your entire life. And be on stage and have it not be what it is, you know, and, and you have to smile and, and, and do it anyway, you know, and, and the hope is that you get to that next, you know, finish line, whatever it is, but it's, you never, you never know the struggle that someone is either going through or about to face. Well, it probably is more about the struggle than it is about about yeah. that end result. But that yeah. said, what was it like in Memphis? So Memphis Film Festival was uh -huh. the first time it showed to an audience, right? Mm -hmm. Memphis Film and Music Festival. Yeah, yeah, we showed it. To, we were in the audience and your buddy. Um, uh, Pablo? Maybe I, Pablo might have been there. I think Pablo was there. Yeah. Yeah, Pablo was there, and he had brought maybe a couple of friends. He brought some friends. My parents were there. Yeah, Adam was not there yet. My boyfriend at the time. He was. I think he was coming to the show. I don't know. I can't remember. And um, it was like six people, like maybe more than five and less than ten, wasn't it? Like. It was like not a very. I think you're right. It's funny. It's I. I think as I asked the question, I didn't remember that part of it. Now that you're telling it, because it was like, it was like eleven o'clock in the morning or something like that, or nine o'clock in the morning that it was showing or something. Yeah, it was a cup. It was. It was. I mean, it was probably more than that. There were probably, I don't know, but it was not. It was not the, it was not a full, full house for sure. And yeah. And then, and, and they, they, we won the award for, for best documentary at the film festival. And they walked in and they gave us this awesome award because we had missed the party because we had, didn't know that we were supposed to go or something. Um, yeah, it was, that was, that was a crazy experience. So, you know, you go in thinking it's going to be, it's going to be this big moment and it is, but it isn't. <laughs> Or it isn't, and then you win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there were there was one screening I I was in by myself <laughs> some festival. Uh. Oh, so there was one because we did one in Denver. Mm. 
there was again was a and, and it was you and me and a buddy of mine and one of his friends and mm-hmm. it was in like a big movie theater and there were four of us in, mm-hmm. and and you and I couldn't leave yeah well we half the audience yeah. <laughs> I mean you're sort of I mean I'm glad we did that because we like we just entered all the film festivals that we possibly could like whatever amount of money you were willing to spend on it I kept like oh we should do this we should do this we should do this so we just did as many as we could and then we didn't get into any for a very long time and we finally got that I mean I remember getting that that note from I think from from Geneva uh, Illinois um, and where they accepted the film and I had to write back and I was like you mean one revolution <laughs> like, you know, like are you sure <laughs> like, and the guy was like that's the cutest email I ever got uh, <laughs> I and mean, we were not sure it's like I had to like um, yeah but you, you anyway you kind of learn we didn't know I mean we had never done anything like that and I didn't know about film festivals and that some of them are are meant to be markets for your film. And some of them are meant to create great experiences for filmmakers like Rocky Mountain Women's Film Festival uh, and and film lovers. And then some are there to just kind of like have a shit ton of films and, uh, you know, get money from filmmakers going to see their films, you know? So you really have to, you have to be careful because it gets so expensive. I can't believe how much it is for people to enter these film festivals. And a lot of the times they're not, they, they can be, you know, not, not reputable, hmm. well, not good experiences, you know, for the filmmakers. Uh, well, it's been an amazing journey. As, <laughs> as they say in Africa, it's been a safari, right? Yes. We thought a safari was just, was just looking for, for animals and stuff like that, but it's this, it's this journey, right? And, and we went on a journey to climb Kilimanjaro and there's a journey, there's this creative journey going on. And so Amanda, I thank you for, <laughs> thank you for joining us, but I thank you for joining us prior and joining the, the whole Kilimanjaro project. Um, and I am so proud fan. of that. I'm so proud of that film. And uh, I mean, it really was the thing that, that uh, you know, made the rest of my career able to happen. Um, so thank you for letting me be a part of it. You're welcome. Hey, well, thank you. You you helped me immensely. I mean, I think I told you in the beginning that it, it, I, I, if we don't tell the story, it didn't happen. Yeah. And yep. you said that all along the way. Yeah. And and the thing is that people ask me all the time, you know, what uh, what what's sort of the moral of this thing? And I'm like, get good people to tell your story if you're going to do something <laughs> like this. This is that that is the way you have to do it yeah yeah well and I think people you can trust you know it's like that trust has to be a two-way street yeah it is it is and it was it it, it worked it was you know we we, we had some some battles along the way but it worked (laughs) I don't really remember what they are anymore but uh, I don't I don't actually think we did I think we all we pretty much always yeah, I think you and I always got along and we 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 had very similar visions for what this should be. Um, so just had to adjust along the way. But yeah, I, I don't I don't remember ever like yeah. I don't no, I don't think we had any battles, but it's but 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 it's hard when you're so emotionally invested in something yeah. 
that, that yeah. I think that's the biggest challenge that you're so emotionally invested and you go, oh, that's not what I thought it was. Okay. <laughs> it's going to take me a moment to think about that. And that moment might last two or three days. You know? Yeah, yeah. It definitely is a journey, like, and you have to be willing to be on that boat with those people. <laughs> and come back afterwards and go, all right, okay, are we going to keep rowing? Okay, let's keep rowing. You know? yeah. So, well, thank you. You're thank welcome. you so much for joining us. Thank you for, for joining me here. I really appreciate it. And, you know, thank you to all of you who tuned in. I really appreciate you guys tuning in as, you know, the, the greatest gift you can give us is to tell your friends to say, hey, this was a cool story. You should watch this. Please like us. Please follow us. And we will look forward to getting you some more cool stories as we go along. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Please subscribe to Chris Whiteout Living It for more stories on the adaptive community, the Paralympics, artists, athletes, entrepreneurs, experts in the experience of being human. Also follow us on Spotify, Apple, Facebook, and Instagram. I look forward to seeing you next week.